What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. I need to update this computer. Okay. <laughs> well, not right a, now. Not, not right now. Not, not in the middle of this. Just a thought. Yeah. Well, it's a good time. It's a good time of, of year to do that. You know, right. to update, to upgrade, to uh, to begin anew, to begin fresh. There you go. You yeah, know, to to turn the turn the bath mat over, as you will. Is that is, just flip it over? That's what I do. Yeah, just flip it right over. Yeah. Well, so it's not Everybody's one of those. Everybody's got athlete's foot at my house. <laughs> I just flip the bathroom rug right over. Boom. Mine's got where it's rubber on one side and it's got the little frills on the top, so it's not like I can't flip it. Like Fatal I guess mistake, I... my friend. <laughs> You just get one of the straw mistake. ones where you can flip it and keep the. This is like a weird terry cloth thing. That's like a okay, but it's the fabric. same on both sides. Both sides same. Well, one side's cleaner than the other, so it's not the same. <laughs> this is this is 2020 for me. Yes. Flipping that bathroom mat right over. <laughs> you know, you want to keep it fresh. Yeah. Ah, so welcome to the A's for Alcoholic podcast. Uh, yeah. We thought today A could be for Old Lang Syne. Right. I don't know what that means, though. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. I I did a little research. um, And originally, I was thinking it would be like A's for uh, all hangovers day. But um, I think think it's funny when Jerry and I kind of come up with topics and we go back and forth, I will tend to try to be a little more, I don't know, cynical in my optimistic nature and i find that the stuff that jerry gives to me will sometimes be like a little more optimistic in opposition to his cynical nature i am fucking shocked right now honestly (laughs) no i really am no i really that i'm amazed yeah this is this is what i've just i've i've noticed from where we like throw things out where i want right i'll I'll try to want to bring something a little edgier or something a little you know heavier or something and then you're like well why don't we talk about you know like what you just suggested about resolutions and old lang syne right. and right. you know all these things well, it's and- so funny because i have the opposite view in the sense that i feel like i'm being cynical and you're being optimistic i, I know perception of it's hilarious because mm-hmm. you're like yeah you'll come up with these things and i'm like well how long can we beat that dead horse there mm-hmm. let's talk about hangovers again like, ah, i mean <laughs> right yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you know you know what a hangover feels like. Mm-hmm. You might have one right yeah. now, and uh, you know you and might, I, yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't want to talk about one, it. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it in the sense that, like, oh well, it feels beautiful to wake up on a day and not have hangover on the first day right, of the year, right, and like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be smug about it. I was thinking about that too no. because that's not that's not fun because 
if somebody has a hangover, whether or not they're choosing to quit drinking or whatever their deal is on their sobriety path or whatever, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make them feel any better to make them feel worse. Word, like we're just like <laughs> you in a relapse right now, buddy. We're feeling great. <laughs> so so Jerry suggested Old Lang Syne, and um, right. I thought that was that was apropos and it it fit the bill. Uh, maybe next week will be B for beating a dead horse. Um, Maybe. But, who knows? I mean, we do that a lot in alcoholism. Um, yeah. So Old Lang Syne is an old Scottish song by, written by Robert Burns, who is a poet. He's an old Scottish mm-hmm. poet. from like, I think it's I think the original, like original, original dates back to like the 1600s. But um, and forgive me if I get any of this wrong. I, you know, I have done some research, but I don't have my notes in front of me because I didn't take any. Um, right. Like your research, you looked at Wikipedia about two hours ago. Basically. Which is great. Um, oh, I mean. This, Hey, man, it's 2020. Um, so it's, an, it's a song, and basically Old Lang Syne um, idiomatically translates to for old time's sake. And so it's like this, this uh. it's a song about nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And it's a very old song, and, you know, we sing it to ring in the new year. And I, I'm not, I don't really know, like, like, I feel like it's, it's just kind of about camaraderie and it's about drinking together, you know, and it there's, really a, there's, is, yeah. there's a line in there that's, um, that talks about even paying for your own drink, something about you'll pay for your pint cup and I'll pay mm-hmm. for mine about, you know, not, but it, so it's, it talks all, it's all about drinking and, um, right. and it's. It's about camaraderie, and I think I don't think that those two things are necessarily bad, but we live in a country and in a culture where the these 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 holidays are they're completely they revolve around drinking. I mean, that's what New Year's Eve is about is about getting as fucked up as possible. I think. I mean, that's that's my perspective of it. Being a bartender, well, yeah, and I think our perspective is different too because we're drunks, so we're mm-hmm. like. Uh, but I think that's the general consensus culturally. It is at mm-hmm. least, and it depends, but I, mean, I guess, on your age and and where you are sitting with alcohol. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like you were saying, you went to a party and this guy had a beautiful uh, liquor cabinet, and right. you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know this person, and I wouldn't judge them one way or the other. And they it's didn't certainly... get drunk though. They yeah. didn't get drunk. Yeah, everybody was so... tired. <laughs> but you know, like, every because we're all in our forties, so everybody was exhausted. I mean, they drank, but nobody got drunk. But that being said, it's just part of the culture. It's what mm-hmm. you got, you know. Like, so I I feel like it's more pervasive than it's not on these days on on holidays, right. and it's, um. But Old Lang Syne is this song that's about drinking and about camaraderie, and I I think right. that there's it's very. I mean, when you hear it, I don't know if you like it. It has this. It definitely evokes. A little bit of emotion when you hear the tune it does and... it does it's it mu- i think it's the key i think <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the quarter the key yeah and... i've been trying for 10 minutes to, well no we've been doing this for six minutes but i've been trying for about three minutes to figure out a way to connect the joke to the proclaimers i would walk 500 miles and i just can't connect the two no well, i want you... to do an all see now i gotta explain the joke and it doesn't work <laughs> i was like you know my favorite part is when he says when i'll get drunk you know i'll be the man who's gonna get drunk next to you does he sing that no. Yeah, he does. In the in the proclaimers, oh, yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, I don't know the lyrics to that just, song. Just just edit but... all that out when we do when you do the edit, just between, you know, 6:45 and 7, just that can go. So um, anyway. So so it's this song and it's this beautiful song 
Um, right. I think I feel like it, and it definitely it evokes some emotion in me um, when I hear it. And you and I think about all the New Year's Eves that I've spent either working and being exhausted and tired and and resentful toward alcoholics and you know either drinking on the job or waiting until two in the morning to get shit faced and then staying up until six or seven in the morning drinking and then mm-hmm. sleeping the whole first day of the year um so one cool thing about this song too is that it was in in world war one um which is around i think i'm, I'm gonna say this is around 1914 and there yeah. was the um there was like the Christmas truce. Do you know about this story? Are you familiar with oh, this? The one they played soccer right in the middle of no man's land. Mm-hmm. Basically, right? yeah. the the Germans and the English, and I I think it was somewhere in Belgium, Bel Belgium, the Netherlands, Belgium. I still don't know what the difference is between those. And um, so, but at one point, especially uh, several years later, so they have this beautiful this beautiful moment, right, where it was kind of weird and surreal, and they they decided to 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 have a truce and i think it was a couple years later um old lang syne became this thing where the 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 english soldiers were singing it um except in they were plugging in the words we're here because we're here because we're here mm-hmm. because we're here and so they would just sing it we're here because we're here because really? we're here because we're here and um as a very like grim you know, this is when the when the um. <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm pouring water oh. into a coffee mug, but it's not showing up in, on the thing. So I, I know you can hear. It. I know, right? So what? So basically, it was this very grim thing. Like this is when the I uh-huh. think is it the sarin gas or when the the Zyklon B it was when they mustard were, gas, mustard yeah, gas. Yeah, so they're starting to use this shit, thing, and yeah. so it's it's like the warfare has changed and it's gotten really dark and there's no way right. out. And this is the. This is the the hellish reality of World War One, and you know you can go listen to a hardcore history podcast all about that. But right, um, and so they would sing this like on New Year's Day, like that was just their sad, grim. We're here because we're here because we're here. We're here it's almost like here. you're just acceptance, right? Acceptance. Or I wonder if it's sarcastic acceptance. I don't think it was. I think that I think that they were like, this is it. This is life for the rest of my life, which may not last today. But, I mean, look at the tie-in to our lives. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, of course, we don't have it as hard as men who are dying, who died in the mud, mm-hmm. you know. But um, the, the sentiment can be similar. You know, you have an emotional death with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, inactive alcoholism. And how many times did you feel like, I'm here because I'm here because I'm here? Because, because I'm, I'm here. here. Yeah, I felt like that a lot. I felt like that. I still kind of get there. More, more like... We do it because we have to do it. And then when it's done, we're done. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just about certain things in life in general and stuff. So. Well, and just in waking up with those hangovers and feeling, just feeling Dude, dizzy yeah. and weird. And I haven't even, I haven't thought about hangovers in a long, long time. Um, but I had a drinking dream last night, Jerry. On New Year's Eve. On huh? New Year's Eve. I woke up this morning and I didn't have the... I didn't have the the same shame and guilt that I'd felt in the past. I think I'm a little more removed from the drinking dreams than I have, and it's uh-huh. been years, right? It's been a couple years, probably. But I can't remember. I think I was like at work or doing something. It was there was a restaurant situation, and it was just it was like wine in a coffee mug was what I was drinking. So even really? in my even in my Classing dreams, it up, dude, yeah. Even in my brain, it's like 
well, this is this is about this is this is the kind of drunk you are. You know? Right. Just walk around whiskey and I can't believe it's not butter container. Just <laughs> sipping it out of an old butter container. Anyway, Hopefully did you one so you didn't wake out. up and pat yourself down? Every no, time I had a drinking me. dream, I've always like patted myself down after like wake up and pat make sure my arms and legs are still there for some reason. It's, yeah. Like I to feel that so you're, traumatic. Well, so I didn't feel that way. <clears throat> but I do remember thinking like I was having I feel like in the dream I had fallen asleep after drinking and then woken up mm-hmm. and drank more. And I remember oh. pouring pouring like red wine on top of white wine. So it was like yeah. just, just whatever oh, yeah. it just into Homemade the coffee rose. mug. Yeah, uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, a John Staley move. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I would I would have no qualms about that. And so but I got up and I was like, huh, that's weird. And so I wrote it down in my book and and um but that's that's I haven't had one of those in forever, so I don't know if that was just a little reminder to me of like, well, you can go back to that, and that is exactly what it will be like if you choose to, or here you go, you have this day in front of you, right? You know, and I just that cyclical feeling of being stuck in hell every single right. day, and mm-hmm. I, I have I have many memories of of New Year's Eve or New Year's days, I should say, where it was like, oh God fuck at least i don't have to work today you know that sort yeah. of relief mm-hmm. of having the day yeah. off and then like sometimes drinking in the morning yeah just to feel better well yeah you have a couple beers to mm-hmm. steady out the turbulence it's it's pretty crazy because i know this isn't obviously not coming out today it'll come out in a week or whatever yeah i don't a couple know how, days. how far we're behind but i know that it's silent out there right now i've heard maybe four i live on a major inter, not a major intersection but i live on a you know a fairly busy street and i've heard maybe since i've been awake since 7 30 like four cars maybe mm-hmm. i mean it is dead out there and i wonder how many of them are out there just just fucking limping you know what i mean just limping past that finish line just i don't know man i i don't feel any envy i don't i really don't and i, I don't say that as like oh i'm in this place of spiritual fucking superiority or anything i just i just i don't there's no promise out there anymore that there used to be you know Mm-mm. unless you know some new development occurs where i'm like i gotta get back out to the bars and figure out what i'm looking for but <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, like it's just not there anymore it's just not there but you know like i've i um deal with insomnia every few months mm-hmm. sometimes i'll it'll be like i think i looked at my because i took down my old calendar this morning and i think the last time i had a bout of insomnia was this time last year around and I just had it the other day. I couldn't fall asleep. I just I ended up eventually falling asleep at about four in the morning and then sleeping till like seven, you know. And and I I try not to get frustrated because if I get pissed off that I'm not sleeping, then you know it just makes it worse. But there are moments in that darkness where I'm in the living room with some random YouTube video playing because the voices, the hushed voice, it's almost like ASMR. It like make mm-hmm. me fall asleep, you know. So I. I watch videos of people exploring abandoned buildings. Jesus I do. Christ. I don't know why, okay. but it's super comforting to me, you know, especially right. if it's in the desert. Like if they're going through like old houses in the Salton Sea or something, like I love that. Like I'll play that and turn it all the way down. But anyhow, in those moments of those people going through like a rat turd filled fucking trailer, I just think, man, I would be able to sleep right now if I had a shot. Like if I could, mm. and I think that's the only time I would probably relapse is if I were on like a week long <clears throat> insomnia binge. Cause I've been on, I think my longest binge of insomnia has been like four days, five days of like sleeping two to three hours every night. And it's just hell by like day number three, you know, because then you get anxiety. Like, am I going to sleep? 
am I going to be able, is tonight the night? Is this it? Because or am I just going to lay here and be pissed off, you know? Yeah. But those are, you know, that's one of those times where it's it's funny because it, it that thought occurred to me. I, w- I could I have a shot. Act on it. Yeah, if I could have a shot, like a shot of 151, I'd fall right to sleep. But then there's that old a that old alcoholic mentality, right? Taking more of the poison as medicine. Do you know what I mean? You're poisoning yourself, so then you drink more of the poison. You know, mm-hmm. putting more fire on the fire, as I like to put it. You're just like, let's let's set this house more on fire because it's that'll put the fire out. Well, and you're you know? you're looking for yeah. I mean, you're you're looking for some relief, and you don't know that a shot of one five one one five one might fucking mm-hmm. spark you up, and you might be like, oh, mm-hmm. boom, let's go. And if you See, have that's that. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. It's that fucking magic word as an alcoholic. Both of us relief. Mm-hmm. This will provide me with relief because that instinctual part of your brain that's conditioned, that's been conditioned over the years to do that, is telling you this will relieve you. You know, I don't know where drinking dreams come from. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're a manifestation of a desire or if they are just a byproduct of your subconscious mind basically going through the motions of what you used to do, or if it's a right. part of it anxiety or what you know like i think most of us in recovery can relate to that feeling you know what Mm -hmm. i mean because even though you're like i know it was okay there's still part of your brain i imagine and i can't speak for you but in my personal opinion there's part of my brain that still is insecure about it like what's going on in my brain that makes me think that even my subconscious brain like why haven't i trained it yet to know that that's not a viable option you know that's not a course of action i want to take right and You know, when they people talk about like subconsciously manifesting things into your life and your subconscious doesn't know the, the difference between reality and between what you imagine, right? So your subconscious right. just knows that. And so is my subconscious still drinking in there somewhere? I don't know. I mean, I, right. I felt fine about it when I got up and I was like, oh, just, you know, like, okay, right. that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea. I mean, I would love to, um, when the science comes out, I will, that's um, it I don't think anybody knows right wouldn't I, I would mm-hmm. love to know too let's hope they do it before we get real old because yes. then I would be like I'm so curious about what makes our brains tick the way we do right I was reading a thing the other day about the difference between um, addiction and dependence okay and that addiction was the psychological aspect and dependence was the physiological aspect so like people who have car accidents and get hooked you know on painkillers there's a physical dependence i guess it's the body becomes physically dependent like it needs that that opiate or whatever mm-hmm. and then once you discontinue it the body goes through withdrawal and then you're done and then you never your mind never goes back to it but then there's the psychological aspect of it that is addicted to it you know like once hmm. we've cleared that alcohol from our systems and we are no longer physically dependent on alcohol what keeps us Dreaming about, about, dreaming about it years it, yeah. later or thinking about it or even considering it as a viable way to bring oneself relief, you know? Is there a, like a – it's a, one of those big questions I wonder about all the time. Is there a cultural – is it a cultural bias, like basis? Does it have a – I mean, I know it has a psychological basis, obviously. I mean, you know, you I, I can't I, – I can speak for both of us. We're fundamentally broken people, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> From the, you know, I mean, from the get-go even, from the from the very fucking start, I think, for right. me, you and know, I, and... I, it's so fascinating to me, um, right? I think, I think that it's part culturally, I think being an American is a, um, is a very fucking weird thing. Um, yes. 
I think there's a lot of uh, America was was I, I I mean, it was based in a lot of, well, there was a lot of alcoholism that was brought over. There was a right. lot of fucking trauma. I mean, it's definitely and... part of the European. It's really strong in certain European cultures. Look mm-hmm. at the Slavic and the Eastern cultures. Look at Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're they. That's just how they roll. I think every culture will tell you that they have the drinking culture. You know, like I was raised Mexican American, and the Mexicans mm-hmm. be like, "We drink," and the Italians are like, "We drink." You know, like. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, alcohol is very pervasive. I mean everywhere i i although i don't know i I don't know a lot about you know native americans history with that either right showed up until we showed up and so i think that america was based in a lot of ways on alcohol on a lot of terror and pain and agony and a lot of fucked up shit i mean you could say that about a lot of places but i i feel like that's that's something that is developed in every year it right. doesn't it when it goes when this stuff goes unchecked then it doesn't get fixed it doesn't get healed it doesn't get repaired and so right so that's part of you know this year for me is like this one this is the first and again you know I said we said this before that that you know time is just a construct a human construct and days and months <laughs> and years and decades don't have right. any meaning or we whatever blow in your mind yeah we were laughing right? about that yeah but this is the first decade that I could fully say that I'm sober, that I'm focused, that I can I can actually look ahead at because it's been fucking fuzzy for the last twenty plus years. Right. And I've right. been and sober. Even in your first few years of recovery, I imagine it's sure. Just, like for me personally it was just hanging on until it was done. Mm-hmm. Like I was it was less about planning and more about just hanging on for dear life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I'll be coming up on five years, you'll be coming up on six yeah. years. And I feel like yeah, this is weird. Now I'm kinda like Okay, I've got the lay of the land, and I think that I can I can better plot my trajectory this year than I could have in previous years. Mm-hmm. Only because I have a clearer head, and I've had a little practice with it. Yeah. And I've had a little practice with life, and I've done things like, okay, well, I quit drinking. I quit smoking cigarettes. I've gotten a better handle on my relationship with food and my aversion to exercise is now something that I, you know, exercise is something I enjoy. My aversion to <laughs> exercise. That was, that yeah. was, that was me, you yeah, know? No, and so then funny word. I like it. So then like this year it's like, okay, well, so my finances, like I got that, that's my next thing. Right. So how do I fix that? Cause I mean, the money just seems to go, but it has to come right for it to go. Right. So it's coming, but it's like, mm-hmm. what am I doing with it? I'm not doing very much good with it. So I need to like do better surviving. with it. Surviving. Not for life. Yeah. So um, the, the taking that level of like surviving to to doing something better, thriving with it and whatever it is, whether it's the money or the health or. So this is the first year where I feel like, OK, now I can start a new decade and I can I could potentially be sober for this whole decade. And yeah. have like a real remembering of all these things. Because even in the last 10 years, I was drunk for half of them. And then yeah. I was just trying to like dig myself out of that fucking trench for the right. other half. So right. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to 2020. Um, yeah, so am I. There's you know? potential. Right. And I think that's what I was texting you. I was like, you know, maybe about potential and, Mm -hmm. you know, things that could be or things that we're looking forward to or, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I mean, it's all, I mean, there's big plans for me this year as well. I mean, not big plans, but you know, things, life-changing things. Like I want, like I said, go get a driver's license, which is funny that I'm a 44 year old man who's never had a driver's license, but I've never had a driver's license because driving gets in the way of getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather just take cabs or take the bus than get all fucked up and get a DUI and then have to go to jail. They don't let you drink in jail. That's stupid. <laughs> no, they don't. You know? Yeah. So those are those things. Driver's <laughs> license, you know, vasectomy, which is funny. You bring up things about manifesting your future. And I've been talking so much to my wife about getting this vasectomy, you know, and like I, I, so much that I worry about the irony of fate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the I, cruel irony where I'm like at one point, a couple days later, I had this massive anxiety and I went up to her and I'm like, you're not pregnant, are you? And she's like, why would you think I'm pregnant? Like out of nowhere, you know? And I was like, I don't know. Just because I've been talking about this hmm. me so much that I just expect irony to be like, hey, 44 year old man, it's time for another fucking baby. It, like even me saying on the podcast, I'm like tempted to like knock on this desk. You know what I mean? To like just keep it at bay because the anxiety is there manifesting your own future, right? I guess there's a conscious and subconscious way of doing it. I think it's more along the lines of, I think the subconscious way is, you ever intentionally, especially while you're drinking, do something because you knew it was going to fail? And even though it was going to fail, you knew that the outcome would work for you because it'd give you a reason to get more fucked up? Sure. Does that make sense? You're you're creating excuses. Right. And so I would do things because even though I knew, or I would act out even though I knew that the, outcome was going to be a negative one just so i would have an excuse which is dumb because i didn't need an excuse i was just like i'm drinking because i'm awake what the fuck are you doing but because you've heard me say that to people like mm -hmm. that's how my attitude was but i would still manifest negative things to provide myself with drama to like deal with you know when i know that my behavior is bad regardless but i can find my brain finds a way to mm-hmm. to justify it, you know, to create right. an excuse. I go, well, I fuck that up, so fuck it, it doesn't matter. The same, you know, yeah. fuck it, it doesn't matter. I don't. Well, I, uh, you know, I'm short. I'm short a hundred dollars for rent this month, so fuck it. I'm just gonna go out and blow the rest of it because I can't make it, so it doesn't right. matter. Might as well be short three hundred. I've been there. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, that's a great example. <laughs> yeah, I've totally done that. So I think that um, I think that those things and like manifesting positive things like okay well you you have you've got these things on your list and it doesn't it doesn't right. you're still you're still looking behind your shoulder like you know something's gonna mess with me something's gonna mess with me you know right it's, exactly yeah it's all stinking thinking dude so i mean i think that you can um you know you know what you need to do yeah right and you know yeah. what 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 you know what will get in the way of what you want and right. you just don't do those things or move toward. And so I just feel like this is the first decade where I can look forward from the beginning. Right. And I think that's great. I think that's great that we're in a point right now, both of us in our recovery, in our this phase of recovery where, where it's not about triage as much as now it's about like treatment. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like I think in the early days of it, in the early years of it, it was triage. I, all I was trying to do was just get to the thing that's been affected the worst and, and remedy that. And now it's like, okay, now it's all about this daily treatment, you know, which it always has been about, but this is that routine, that daily treatment, that what, I can't remember the word we, maintenance, you mm-hmm. know, now it's like, we always joke about it. And we did it early in the podcast too, about the Louis CK bit about just doing that thing with your leg. Over and he's and like, over. yeah, that's just, does what that you make do. me feel better? Or is that going to cure it? No, it's just what you do now. You mm-hmm. know, this is just what you do now. You know, like, is my alcoholism going to be cured? No, but this is just what I do now. 
I don't know. And this is the other one too. Like, I think we've talked about it before, like what I want it to be cured, mm-hmm. you know? And I th- we have had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like if they offered me a pill or a ray that they'd zap me with and they're like, congratulations, you can now drink Prosecco or whatever. Like what I want. I don't know. I don't know. Is I Prosecco th- even that good? Not really. <sighs> Do you know I what think- I'm saying? Like, Huh? I no, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't want to just let loose once a year. Like I don't want to fucking even. I think even if you shot me the ray, that lizard part of my brain would be like, really, you just get to get real drunk once a year, and what is that? Three beers, and then you still gonna you're still gonna have a hangover. You're still gonna feel bad in the in the in the morning. You know, if you're gonna rather just do it like this. Abstinence is the way for me, man. (laughs) So it's. I just. I think that like the whole ray gun, (laughs) the whole pill thing is um i never wanted to i don't know what it's like to i've never ever known what it's like to drink normal and same here same here don't i don't want to one i don't want to spend any more money on alcohol i don't want to spend any more time in bars um i don't want to spend any more energy effort all those other things are put to better use so i can't imagine me going oh now I can go have a have a smart cocktail with the with the with the with the folks, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that seems so absurd to me because my time, energy, effort and money can be better spent on other things. Yeah. What's a smart cocktail? You mean like a non-alcoholic? <laughs> no, like I don't cranberry? know. I don't know. Oh. I just it's a, it's because you said a smart cocktail. I thought it was like a cranberry juice with some alpha brain in it. No, no. I think I think it's smart. People say it like in the sixties. We'll go have a smart cocktail or something oh, like yeah, a okay, yeah, like a fancy. I don't know. I thought you were talking about something new that I hadn't no, read about yet. That you hadn't sent me cocktail. a link to a magazine article about yet. <laughs> that made a magazine you angry. article. That yeah. doesn't even make sense either. Yeah, that. That thing did wait. That one you did send me did make me angry. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, so I guess yeah. I was a little angry. Yeah, it wasn't like a "What the fuck?" I don't like, remember what, what it was, but it was yeah. It was, it was just kind about of a... sobriety is the new black, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, anyway, that's a whole other fucking thing. There. Well, I think that I think part of the article was um, the person writing it was basically saying, "You don't have to tell anybody why you don't drink. It's none of their business, and you can just oh, tell them it's none the of their business." And yeah, I was like, "You're fucking." That was the one you sent me. Mm-hmm. There was two of them you sent me that made me mad. You got to stop sending me that shit. But anyway, the and, second one was just some young lady who was, or just some young person or whatever. It was a mm-hmm. person having a bad time because everyone's like, "Why don't you drink?" And I'm like, "Stop fucking hanging out with those people, and you'll be fine." Yeah, you know, you can't control the narrative around you. You can't. You mm-hmm. cannot. When it comes to your alcoholism, you cannot control it. It's like you can go out and tame a wild fucking horse, get out of town. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. You just need to accept it. People are going to ask you. And if you don't want people to ask, see, now I'm getting mad again. I'm just getting annoyed because I'm like, if you don't want anybody to ask you, don't hang around with motherfuckers that ask you. Mm-hmm. That's as simple as that. Right. People don't ask me. Maybe it's different because I'm old. I don't think so. You no. Know, people are like, you want a glass of wine? I'm like, no. They're like, cool. Right on. You got a Coke Zero? <laughs> you got Coke Zero? Yeah. And if they ask me, I'm like, because I'm a, I don't know, because I'm really bad. I just don't drink. I'm bad at it. Like, yeah. You yeah. want to see my dick and see me cry? Because that's going to happen. We'll show yeah. everybody my dick and start crying. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take it out and just start crying. Mm-hmm. Basically. And then yeah. and then it's just, I, I just don't see, I just don't see any any use for it anymore. So even if I could drink normally... And somebody said, they're like, boom, you can drink normally. And then someone was like, well, we're going to meet up for cocktails. And I would say, I don't think that I would have one. 
because it would be a waste of it would be a waste of my twelve dollars when I could just Six, get a club yeah, soda or whatever. Yeah, twelve bucks to like feel a little fuzzy and different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What's the use in that? Like I tried to explain to Olive why people drink. I was explaining it to her the other day, and I had to be really cautious to not say the word good. You know, people mm. drink because it makes them feel good. You know, and I didn't say that. I, I had to be really cautious with that. And what did like, you say? Well, makes people feel different sometimes people want to feel different than they really feel Mm -hmm. you know with some people they like it some people like it too much like me and some people don't care for it you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. that word good that my mind immediately went to good it makes you feel good you know what i mean like i was like stupid alcoholic brain you're still there Mm -hmm. you know like you're not you haven't left yet and it never will and i'm okay with that but you know it's funny. I have to be really aware of that with a little kid, you know. Because when I was a little kid and I asked why people drink, that's what they told me. It makes you feel better. Life sucks. Have a drink. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> My sounds mom good. Right now, my mom's listening to this going, I never fucking said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did, man. <laughs> um,. So I, I think that I think that that time has passed. You know that 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 idea yeah. of of wanting. I I I've developed better different tools to feel good to feel better right. to get um to get by and to get high <laughs> oh shit i was gonna clean my room but then i got high uh, uh-huh so now now i'm like now i'm doing things like okay we're gonna record this podcast and then i'm gonna have like three hours before um you work. know three hours before work. work tonight and then i'm thinking well i don't have enough time to go for a run i'm like bullshit you don't you go for a 30 minute one you don't have to go for an hour and a half or whatever you go for a little one and you mm-hmm. go in there, and so it's just these things where it's like I, I'm shifting my thoughts, and I'm shifting, and every time a bad one comes in, I'm like, no, we're not going to listen to that. We're going to go. Yeah. It's like, well, why don't you just get dressed for your run before you record the podcast, John? Right, oh, okay. Right. There you go. That's smart. Did you go? Did you you know lay out your um, lay out your headphones and your sunglasses and your little fanny pack that holds your phone? Get your protein gel, Johnny. Exactly. Get your protein gel. I I had some of those on the marathon that that I ran. Are they gross? They're pretty gross. They're just super sweet and like jelly. Let's let's circle back. You said fanny pack. (laughs) Hell yeah! Good for you, man. I'm proud of you. It's a little. little I'm not even gonna tease you about it. My wife wears a fanny pack at the school, and I like can't even fuck with her about it. That's how I know I'm getting older. Is that I can't be like nice fanny pack. You know what I mean? Uh Whereas thirty year old me, twenty eight year old me, been like. Good job, man. Way to go. Way to there. go, gotta, fucking loser. Got some parent-teacher conferences later there? Or? So, like, <clears throat> what I'll do is I'll put in one little zip pocket, I put my phone, uh-huh. which is hooked up to the wireless headphones. You right? don't have pockets? or well, <laughs> I do, but they, they'll fl- flop around. It'll flop oh, around. Yeah. My phone or okay. anything that I put in my pockets will flop around. What mm. I used to do is put my phone in a pocket, and then I would get one of those little clips. You know when you have, like, a lot of papers, and you put one of those big, fat clips the binder clip the yeah. binder clip mm-hmm. so i would put a binder yeah. clip on my pocket and that worked for a while but i was like finally uh, i gotta get a fanny pack you binder clip the phone to your pocket to my like, pocket so, so yeah. that's what i do that's what i used Wild to man. do yeah. so if you don't have a fanny pack and you want to go for a run with your phone like just binder clip it it'll work that's a good idea i just let the shit bang around <laughs> on my thigh or but it's cold here so i have a running jacket Zip Megan it bought up. me a, she bought me a new running jacket actually nice. because it's really nice but has a higher up pocket so you can slide it in up here mm. and zip it so it stays kinda on your chest. But nice. Binder uh, clip. Man, I ran two miles yesterday without stopping. Out of my three mile run, I ran two miles straight. That's awesome. So I'm like building it up, building it up. Mm-hmm. So now it's 
you know, do the three miles and just be like, yeah, I run a 5K every, every you know, three days a week. 5K? No, B, no, no BFD, dude. No big mm-hmm. fucking deal, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so I like that you prep, you prep for it. This is what I do, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I lifted weights this morning, so I, there's prep. There's always prep to it. Mm-hmm. And if you just make yourself start doing the prep, then you're going to do it. You got three hours is enough time, you know? There's you got, plenty you of time. You can fit a shower in there. Yeah. I can fit a shower in there. I can eat some food yeah. and I can go to work. And it's like, what but do I... But the defeatist part of you is like, no, I don't know. You're cutting it close. Yeah. You're like, I love that you're telling yourself, though, <laughs> just do a short run. Do two miles or whatever instead of, I don't know how many you run on average, but... Three to four, but I'll just be four. like, why don't you see how fast you can run two miles, John? Why don't you do that? Right. And then and then just be done with it. So that's kind of what I do is I, you know, and I have those conversations with myself all the time about, well, you won't have enough time to do... And I was like, not have enough time to do what, John? Fucking right. sit around and scratch your ass? Like... Right. Watch some YouTube... Watch some, what, Nakey Jakey on YouTube or... <laughs> Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with Nakey Jakey. No, he's funny as fuck. He's but, hilarious, yeah. but uh, but yeah, and I, I wanted to go back to the YouTube videos that you fall asleep huh. to. So I do the same thing, except uh-huh. I put um, I'll put on like an hour long history of Rome or history of Greece. Right, that's a good idea. And so it's like there's not a lot of loud noises or crazy. No, it's just someone narrating exactly, and they're yeah, talking. That's a good and, idea. I'm- they're using all these names I don't really know about and these places I don't know about. And at the very least, maybe um, subconsciously, I'll get a little history in there. Yeah, you learn. I'm just learning about like uh, old abandoned Kmart in fucking Laredo, Texas. You What's what I mean? the name of the guy who does? He does all these malls and stuff. There's one guy who does a bunch of them. I'll have to find There's it for you. A Bright Side well, Films is one hmm. of them. But anyway, yeah, there's a few of them. There's a, a dude called Explore With Us. Hmm. who does it with his daughter and his daughter's like 20 21 and she's she's really really good looking mm-hmm. so at this point now that she's older i think he it's just the videos are like pervs being like show more your daughter dude mm. and that yeah. bums me out but yeah they're anyway they're real clickbaity mm. now it's it was good when i first started now it's clickbaity like we took five thousand glow sticks and threw them down a mine and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Go back to the old trailer. In That's the littering. Desert. Yeah, it is literally littering. I bet she better be tied to a rope. Or like, we went to Area 51. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Area 51. Area 51's dumb. It is. Go to the old trailer full of hantavirus and dead mice. <laughs> so... um <laughs> I want to go back to the old Lang Syne because that's what we're talking about. Not that, it, right? But so there's this author, and her name is um, Amy Krauss Rosenthal. Uh huh. And she's done children's books. Um, she was most famous for a book, I believe, called like the Encyclopedia of an Ordinary Life. She recently died of cancer the last few years. Um, oh man! And Rest in power. She did. Rest in um, power. She did. She's been on. She was a radio talk show host. So she's done a bunch of different stuff. But one of the things she would do is she would do these sort of performance pieces, and she would get people uh, together, and they would all sing together. And um, you know, you you and I have talked about sitting in a room and holding hands and saying a prayer with people. And there's a regardless of what the thing is that is being spoken, there's a certain level of like connectiveness that comes from saying the same thing right being in unison in harmony with other human beings like this is a this is a helpful thing right right so what she would do is she would get people together and they would sing this grim sad version of the world war one old lang syne 
We're here because we're here because we're here because we're here. Uh-huh. And they would sing that over and over, but more the the idea was to put the intention of hope, positivity, being heard, being seen, being together, that we are mm-hmm. here. And so this was one of the things that she did. And um, speaking of old Lang Syne, and I, I think that regardless of the... we. It's very easy to take a nihilistic approach toward um, anything, and right. no, I've, I've of done it. I've yeah. done it for most of it. my life. That's my fucking jam, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, uh, you know, fuck it, whatever. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? And so, like, I love this idea of well, taking something that was really sad and grim and 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 pointless and saying, well, we can change it by putting a different meaning on it, right. And, so I I mean I don't know like what wow, you know what I mean like 2020 Yeah, we're here because we're here. Because, because we're, we're here. here. Because so, we're fucking here. So what's up? Acceptance. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, instead of well, uh, but a different type of acceptance instead of uh res- what is it? Resigning yourself to something that cannot be changed. It's more like mm-hmm. adapting to something that cannot be changed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about the new year, man. And even that song, like to me is still nostalgic. It, and, and it, even when I do the countdown, it always like makes me a little emotional. Like mm-hmm. it's still to this day, even sober, I like feel it. Like I feel this like weird, like hitch. And I think it's relief almost too. It reminds me of, and this is going to be kind of gross, but mm-hmm. it reminds me of like popping like an ingrown hair. You know, and all year I've just been pushing on this ingrown hair. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, right as I hit the strike of midnight, it just finally bursts and that pressure has been relieved. And there's probably a better way to describe that feeling, but that pressure is relieved and all that is out and there's just relief. And I mm-hmm. feel like every year builds up to this moment for me. And it's not a significant moment necessarily. It's not like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like even that song makes me feel really emotional for some reason. Yeah. You know? grateful 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 I mean, and relieved you know yeah even drunk though i was <laughs> grateful for that new year i can sit here and tell you i was ungrateful but there were some things i was grateful for i was definitely grateful for more booze but but i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> but like even then in those moments i was like i'm fucking made it at least in, in the nihilist in me is like yeah time is just a construct whatever <laughs> right but that doesn't that doesn't right. serve that we doesn't went serve around the earth, sun once whoop de doo but there's still something to it that's just mm-hmm. so significant you know whatever this thing that's been given to me inside me <laughs> or that i've been built with or created with or or uh-huh. whatever like wants to be heard and wants to be seen yeah. and wants to wants to be meaningful Word. so so like why Word. not give some credence to that and maybe maybe the the tools of uh of sobriety i can i can do a better job of not developing those ingrown hairs that that fucking get into that need me. to be burst that every need to be year burst on, every yeah. year so yeah. like and like just stop shaving that part there buddy <laughs> right i heard this thing mm-hmm. too that was you know there, a lot of people will say ah you know new year's resolutions well i'll i'll see you on february 19th i'll see you in you know in in march when you when you failed and like it doesn't work and all this other shit mm-hmm. and it's like well even if you slip right even if you say i'm going to go to the gym every single day and then you don't and then you don't and then you're not going to the gym anymore like at least you did that for like a quarter of the year and yeah i don't see any reason why you can't re up 
your resolutions. So if you have you can something re up, yeah, that's what that's just do it the first of the month and then re up and say, okay, I'm going to recommit to this because there's an old saying, right? There's that old AA saying. I don't know if it's AA saying, but um, you get you know you couldn't get drunk on yesterday's booze, so you can't you can't stay sober on you can't stay sober on yesterday's recovery on yesterday's sobriety right. or whatever it is, right? right. Mm-hmm. So like if maybe maybe I want to whatever the program is, whatever the the habit is I want to develop, I have to keep coming back to it until it sticks. Right. Or just keep practicing it. And this is just or, another yeah, coming back to it, yeah. So sobriety is just another habit that you and I have developed. We had a, we had a habit before of getting drunk all the time and now it's there's just this a different version of it, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz think about it when we drank, we got together and mostly talked about drinking. Or what we would do while we were drinking. Or talking shit about everybody else around us who was drinking. Mm-hmm. And now we get together and talk about not drinking. Or just our ways of dealing with not drinking or dealing with life while not drinking. Speaking of drinking, they were drinking chartreuse last night, though. What? Yeah, it was some fancy. drink they were making. It was like, yeah, it was very fancy. What was it? What, was, what else was I can't in the drink? The As drink a bartender, was, I'm curious it, now. It was, uh, the guy had bought a $75 bottle of cherries. So there's specific types of cherries. Yeah, it was chartreuse, cherries, lemon juice, and something else. I don't. Know, I'll have to ask Megan. I'll. I'll was ask it gin? Megan. Gin. Was there? Gin in it. Was there? Oh, was maraschino? Maraschino? Yeah, but they were the dark, dark maraschino. Those are the like, griotines. I know. What, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Those are like Italian or French or something. Right. And they were using Bombay Sapphire. This is triggering for a bunch of people. Right now. <laughs> was it? Um. Was it the last word? Yes. Yeah. Bam, look at that. You fucking Jeopardy motherfucker. <laughs> I was telling, tattooing someone yesterday and I was telling him, yeah, my best friend is a is sober and he's a bartender. And they were just like, that's so crazy. How does he know if a drink tastes good? And I'm like, he makes a bar back drink it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what you do. You grab by the collar and yank him over and say, taste mm-hmm. this fool. Yeah. Yeah. There's your shift drink. There you go. <laughs> it's a straw. Thermal. But it's like, anyway, if you, you know, you measure just, everything. It's, it's like, I don't, yeah. you don't, I don't taste you, can't. you don't taste every cake you make if you're a baker. No, you, don't you don't just take a big fucking bite out of fucking no. Sally's wedding cake, you know. But no. it was it was a good question, and mm-hmm. and uh, no one's ever like, well, how do you deal with life being a sober tattooer? I'm like, fucking three quarters of the guys my age are sober now because we're all fucking fuck ups. Mm-hmm. But like bartenders, it's still you guys are like a weird breed. You're like, oh, sober <sighs> bartender. It's a trip, like, man. And then they were talking about not about you in general, but we were talking about something else, and they're like, well, don't you think it's ironic? It, what was it? Oh, this woman, a, a person in Eugene had gotten arrested recently who was an ad, a homeless advocate. She was helping out the homeless, and she got arrested for selling them all heroin. Jesus. Right? She was working for one of the warming centers. So mm-hmm. perfect job, right? And then they're like, yeah, it'd be like giving out shots of whiskey at an AA meeting. And I'm like, no, that's not like that at all. I mean, I see your analogy, but it doesn't work like that. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because people at AA are trying not to drink. Like, it's why don't you just say it's like handing out shots of whiskey in a bar? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that makes more sense. But there's still that idea of like this desperation in AA that it's just a room full of people who are super desperate to have a drink right now. And I'm like, <laughs> man, like a lot of the means I've gone to, it's a lot of people who are like who are in there who really want to drink right now. And that's why they're there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like it's not like if you throw a bottle of booze in the middle of the room, we're all going to lose our minds, and beat the shit out of each other for it. Like that's that's fucking ridiculous. No, I that's know. not. I that mean, frame it's... of thinking is silly, but people don't know. The desire has changed. So the desire, the you know, it's the desire to not drink. It's right. not the That's desire to drink. That's why I'm in the drink. room. 
If I wanted a drink, room. I would go sit in another room with booze in it. That they'll yeah. just give me the booze and not be like, yeah, yeah. Which is Anyhow. not to say not. Which is not to say as a sober bartender. I'm not conflicted with my particular uh, situation. That was my other thing, right? It's like, are you conflicted? I mean, I imagine there's sure some, something to it, but but I'm also not there to judge people's decisions to have a drink. You know, like, I've, who who am I to tell them that it's bad for them? Like, right. it may not be. They may be just enjoying their. Uh, there are a couple of drinks and, you know, I your can... Your job is to just be responsible in that you don't let them drive. Right. You don't overserve them. You know, All that I mean? stuff. Which, come on. Honestly, though. Which is part <laughs> like of the job. Like, bartender because, is like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't be overserving you guys. No, they're absolutely going to overserve to it's you. It's a super I'm not, I'm great... speak for you, but right. that's... The whole point of being a bartender is people are there to get fucking drunk. If I'm know? honest, yeah. I mean, it's a gray area, but, like, nobody goes yeah. to a bar to stay sober... Nobody yeah. goes to a bar to have one drink an hour. And right. um, so, but I mean, it's, it, so yes, of course I'm conflicted, but it's also where I find myself and I'm working to create other avenues of employment, hopefully right. in the future, so that, that I don't have to That is impressive that you could forever. tell what the drink was by like two ingredients though. <laughs> so, God, you're like a rain man, like, like a rain man of bartending. And that's what I was telling this friend of mine. I was like, well, he's more of a waiter now, but he gets these, you know, mm-hmm. these private party gigs. And, you oh, know, he yeah. comes, and I talked you up, like he comes in pretty high demand, you know, he's like, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a fucking good shooter down there in Napa. You mm-hmm. know, think about those bartenders are a dime a dozen. This guy will tell you what a drink is by just looking at the color of the fucking label on the bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I mean, and, I- and he does the sobriety podcast with me. So chew that <laughs> up. You know, and uh, that's the, that's the, that's the dichotomy of me. That's, that'll be the right. name of my next book, The Dichotomy that, of Me. Your next podcast will just be The Dichotomy. <laughs> it's just your musings and thoughts. It's a three-hour podcast, no guests. Just no you guests. talking for three hours. <laughs> I wonder, I don't I don't know that I could do one just by myself. I know a lot no, of people uh, do. Just leave that to fucking Bill Burr, man. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I just, I, I it's... Uh, I prefer the conversations, but, um, so I just love this idea of the old Lang Syne and, you know, you put the meeting that you want into, into the year right. you're going to have. And, mm-hmm. um, that's great. Let's run right? with that. I love that. You put you know? the thought, what is it? You put the, say it again. You put the Please. meaning into the year that you want to have. I love that. I'm writing that down on my fucking so, dry erase board. Right so now, like, yeah. like it doesn't have to be this thing where, I don't want to get into like diets and different stuff, but that's what a lot right. of people, a lot of people want to lose weight, right? right. That's a big thing. And so, right. and maybe we will, I think, I think we should have a conversation about fitness and, and exercise and diet and stuff like that. But sure, I just think that, I think that, you know, it's developing a habit is, is not easy and it takes time and it takes the daily diligence. Well, it's got to make you feel good, right? Or it's, you got to figure out a way to make yes. it fulfill you in some sense yes. in order to keep doing it you yes. have to see uh, some results what's the word? results thank you you mm-hmm. have to see some results or it's not worth doing mm-hmm. getting at least that's the way the human brain works getting sober getting in shape do you know mm-hmm. what i mean starting to write again any creative endeavor if you're mm-hmm. not seeing results then it's then you won't you're not going to want to do it you know and it's i think there's something like you have to um it's like takes was it like 45 days for something like that? 45 days for, for a habit to stick. So something you got to, like you got to do something yeah. for like a month and a half or like two months. 
And then there was something that you got to do something for 12 months for it to be a lifestyle change. And right. so when I hear these things, and these are, these are tips that I've heard from watching, you know, psychologists on YouTube and, and people talking about how ha- I've read a couple of books on habit forming. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one called the power of habit and I'm in the middle of another one called atomic habits. I'm it's telling you, like dude, a fucking party at your place. <laughs> it's like documentaries about Rome, psychology and business channels on YouTube. <laughs> Basically. I know, man. It's, Oh Jesus. I, wow. what have I become? Dude, you, you let loose and listen to a little John Denver. Or... Mm-hmm. Country yeah. Mountain. Rocky Mountain High. That's the That's only high I you, get. But you know what? This It's part of your motivation. I just so, love you because I love you. I that. know. I know. But it's true. You're like, I, I have to fucking remind myself that I'm not, you know, getting hammered and, you know, pulling my dick out. Um, right. And crying. And crying. <laughs> yes. So I, I think that it's just a matter of... of reminding yourself why you're doing something and i mean results don't come overnight they literally do not come overnight and the shit takes time i feel like there's a psychological aspect to at least trying to find tiny ones anything anything yes if you can find the little fulfilling thing even if you're like i ran today just a few extra feet i feel like if you can spin that in a positive way or my chest didn't get Mm -hmm. as hot or Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean i did one extra rep or whatever or whatever it is, or I just, I went one extra hour without a drink, which is, I've been there, you know, mm-hmm. like if you can, f- even that tiny result, I think if you yeah. can find it, you know. One thing that I, that I like to do is I found like, I love that map my run app because I'll like, one, the cool thing is I'll get to, you know, I take a picture of myself, but yeah. also like I write a little I something s- in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I get a daily sort of reminder of what I'm doing. And so I have a track of it. And so it's always right. kind of cool to be able to go back and look at it. And, and you know, I, I post a lot of this stuff on social media just because I kind of like the accountability of it. But also yeah. it's fun for me to kind of put the videos together and put the little things well, and learn how they work. And Right. And the people who've known you for years are going like, wow, that's fucking crazy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you've, uh, I'm telling you because uh-huh. I say it, I've, you saw your you see me every week. The year. Yeah. yeah. And so I see the subtle change, but. But you know, it's just crazy to be like John in those fucking orange sunglasses ran six miles. Like, that's fucking crazy. You know, I, know. I don't do the map my run because it conflicts with the Fitbit. But you don't even need if you're no. okay. If you're thinking about like you're out there listening to this podcast, you're like, wow, they went from it, two years of doing this or however long they went from alcoholism to working out. You know, but like you don't need a fitness tracker. Like you have a phone. You're listening to a podcast on something. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just have your phone do all your tracking for you to be able to see your progress is, is I think it's result. helpful in it's some a way result. It's absolutely or a result. Go analog and get a notebook. I have one of those and I started it yeah. and I didn't do it because I just, I'm, I'm more on the digital side of it, but, but just right. finding some sort of tracking your progress is great to go back and be like, Oh, look at this. Look what I did here. And I did this and right. I did this and I did this. And it's like, okay. And so, I plan, I don't do, I do this geo pedo pedometer mm-hmm. p-e-d-o meter like foot not like the other one yeah not like epstein <laughs> yes. anyway uh i do that one because the uh, map my run uh, conflicts with my fitbit as far as um the fitbit won't track the run if map my run is tracking the run like map oh, my weird. run will take precedent and track the run and so then when i get it in the fitbit i can't it shows that i have done exercise but it doesn't sh- the gps mm. turns off on it i need to figure out how to make the two apps work together which i know they can because i track calories and a running and the fitbit because uh, i use map my run and i use another one called relive 
which does mm-hmm. like the little videos of like the little flyover videos of the runs. And I use them oh, both at yeah, the same okay. time. Mm-hmm. So, I Dude, mean, I do the exact same route. I do one of four routes yeah. every time though. Three times a week, it's one of four routes. So there's nothing interesting as far as like the drone version of my run because <laughs> it's the same fucking route. Like it gets right. boring actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I try to find new ways to take the route or switch it up because there is boring and repetition is life is boring repetitious things can be boring even the maintenance of recovery can be boring at times Mm -hmm. because life is fucking boring Mm -hmm. and you're like let's switch it up throw some whiskey in there but i promise you (laughs) it just gets shitty so fast you know i was cleaning up my room fast dude yeah i was cleaning up my room bottle no no i didn't but i was just moving shit around and getting rid of things and there's this little note that's on behind me on the on the top of my whiteboard and it says Uh that somebody had written um years ago and it just said there is no problem so bad that alcohol can't make worse and that's like one of the things i was like i'm just gonna leave that up there because that's always a good reminder if i'm ever in a position where i'm thinking that a drink will make me feel better I can remember yeah, that like absolutely. there's nothing absolutely. so bad that alcohol can't make worse. Yeah. Um but yeah, do you have any do you have any specific resolutions for this year? No, and I've been asked that, right? My resolution right. is get a driver's license, okay. get a vasectomy. Okay. Don't Those get are easy. anybody pregnant. Don't get nobody pregnant. Nope. Jerry. And uh no, I don't have any major resolutions. Just keep doing what I'm doing. I think I might start switching the workouts up a little bit. I'm not quite sure the direction I want to go because at mm-hmm. this point I'm feeling really healthy and I'm like, okay, I feel healthy, so where do I want to go? Like as far as all that stuff. I mean, I'm going to continue working out, but I guess I don't know what my resolution is in regards to that, mm. but it, they're more like plans now. It's like, okay, I'm going right. to go home and visit Arizona in the summer and hopefully, you know, my wife and her real estate will start doing things and but Honestly, I'm like, okay, what kind of, how do I want to lift weights this year? Yeah. God, that's boring as fuck. Hopefully, I get the garage. I'd like to paint more too. So, hopefully, I get that garage cleaned out and start painting more. Maybe that'll be my resolution to start painting more, which isn't hard. I like painting. Yeah. And yeah. that's a resolution. And then, like you said, it just takes goals. And you, I just try to I apply. need to see results, you know? Yeah. You just, you have to apply the same practice these principles in all your affairs jerry bam exactly (laughs) whether it comes to fucking doing you know three reps of 12 of Mm -hmm. 16 pound weights or whatever or you know moving some things around in the garage to make it more conducive and comfortable or interesting or whatever it is i don't know or yeah 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 um i think i am going to uh one thing is i'm trying to use less plastic yeah the thing and so you want to talk about party? I've been uh, I've been washing out the gallon uh, Ziploc bags that I've been using. Nice. <laughs> your resolutions are nice resolution. That sounds like a nice resolution. It has nothing eh. necessarily to do with you. It's like the environment. You're like, I'm gonna use less plastic. I I'm just, over here like, should I start powerlifting or not? You and should. Like, you should. No, I mean, I'm not gonna powerlift, but I want to do more squats. I want to be able to do more squats, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. But I want to run that more gorilla miles. Butt. I get like a silverback gorilla ass. <laughs> Basically, power comes from my butt. You know, like that's where it's where it does. That's that's where the I think the extra your miles resolution ago. should be do that do that fucking man versus horse race. Did you listen to that podcast yet? Oh no, no, it's shit, the NPR that's the, podcast. That okay? In, in, it's Radio Lab. Mm-hmm. Radio Lab. It's in Prescott, in Arizona. They do a man versus horse race. And who it's wins? A Thirty mile race this year, or when the podcast came out, a man won it. 
beat a horse. Know. You gotta listen listen to the podcast next time you're running. It's really good. If you listen okay. to the podcast when okay. you run, yeah. It's really good. I thought about you the entire time. Okay. And I was running, so I was like inspired to keep going. I'm gonna but, I'm gonna download but, uh, it right now. Um But yeah, no, what so those are your resolutions just use less just plastic. Just use less use less plastic, I think. Um and try and uh I want to be more organized with the things that I do and just continually like it's very easy for me to slip into just forgetting to do things, not organizing my time, you know, because a lot of the stuff I have to be self-motivated to finish, including yeah. like this podcast. So, but I've done right, this. Right, right. So there's a lot of these projects that I work on that are um, creative in nature. And so therefore nobody's paying me to do them. So I need to be more self-motivated and not just self-motivated, but I need to block out time in the schedule for these yeah. things because I go to work on time. You know, and I do the job I'm supposed to. So that's, that's basically that. And, and, you know, I want to put another, put another race on the, uh, on the calendar for this year. Man V horse. Man no, versus just, horse. In I Prescott, don't know, Arizona. man. It's hot. It's in the desert. It's hot as fuck. 30 miles is a long way. That is a long way. I mean, that's, that's longer than a marathon. So. Yes. Do another half M. Yeah. I'll do another half M. That's, that's not a bad goal. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll actually sign up for one of these. They do a Eugene marathon on on my sobriety date on the fourth of July. Nice. And nice. I, I think it's like a half marathon and a normal marathon. Maybe I'll sign up for one of those. Do like the third marathon or something. You should do one. You should do. Oh, you do a five k already. Yeah. Did you see my wife enter the room? Yeah, over I did. My shoulder? Hello. <laughs> John says hello. She's um, waving silently. Yes. She doesn't want to fuck up the vibe. That's okay. Um, yeah. she's, she's doing great. Um, but yeah, man, she is I think doing great. I think, yeah, <laughs> anyway. I think that's, I think those are, those are big ones for me is just to be more organized and, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, use less plastic and just keep, keep going, just keep rocking and rolling and making great films as Dirk Diggler said in Boogie Nights. Right. You're a star. <laughs> You're a shining star, dude. Um, but I think with that, we could call it a day. Okay. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>